You are listening to the Lab Lowdown. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lab Lowdown podcast. We've been on a bit of a hiatus last couple months, um, looking to get back into it and provide you guys with some regular podcasts. So, uh, without further ado, we're just going to go straight into it. Back to school is the topic today. Uh, when we say back to school in a lab testing sense, in a drug testing lab sense, we are going to talk about the kind of drugs that teenagers are using in schools. Uh, scary stuff, right? So, Alex, would you like to just kick it off? Well, yeah, certainly is a is a hot topic, especially um, now more than it was even whenever I was going to school. Not that long ago, I will add that. But uh, we'll, we'll kick it off with the Adderall, Vivant, some of those focus medicines. Uh, I did see those more especially in, uh, in college, uh, especially around finals time. Uh, those were going at about maybe $10 a pill just for one final session or someone will will take it while studying and then take another one right before their final and ace it i don't know if they did but uh this could be seen around um around in high school uh i don't know how stressed uh teenagers get around high school exams or if they take them as seriously uh but it is something uh, to definitely be on the lookout for it's a lot of pressure in high school man sats get into college Oh yeah, that you is know, right. Don't want right. to disappoint your parents. So, <laughs> I think uh, I think there's more of it than people than people probably think. And uh, and of course, Adderall, Vyvanse are powerful stimulants. So people use them for gaming. People use them for just the feeling that it gives you a uh, focus. I mean, it's amphetamines after all. So there's uh, there's definitely abuse potential there. Onto a classic, and funnily enough, the last podcast we did focused quite a lot on this is uh, weed. Weed is uh, the, the tried and tested teen drug, definitely. Uh, and, you know, as societal opinions towards weed have shifted and, and laws are lifted state by state, uh, the drug continues to just grow um, grow in popularity. I mean, Vice, which is sort of the authority on <laughs> drugs and being subversive and cool, rated weed uh, 7 out of 10 on the cool scale. So uh, I'd like to be a 7 out of 10 on the cool scale. <laughs> Especially in high school. Especially in high school. More like a, maybe a two out of ten. Oh, no. That's one-fifth. Back in the day. Not very cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, even even back in the day, uh, everybody... Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, weed, weed was pretty much the drug of choice uh, amongst stoners as well as really anyone. Oh, weed the, was a drug of choice amongst stoners, huh? Yeah, yeah. well, I'm, I'm saying stoners and I'm, I'm saying in addition to... <laughs> People outside the stoner circle, uh, per se, uh, they, they tried that as well. You know, the preps and the, everyone did it. Uh, it. It's, well, and with it being legalized in other states now, mm-hmm. more people are, are picking it up. It's becoming more of the more of the norm. Um, I'm told that the supply is a lot better these days as well. The supply. <laughs> I'm told. I am told. <laughs> Do you think it's also peer pressure, too? Like, people are just like, oh, my friends are doing this. My family's doing this. You should try it. It, yeah. it lets you relax. Well, you like you look at you look at figures in society, like popular figures, like musicians and actors and comedians. Mm-hmm. And everyone. Everyone yeah. talks about getting high now because it's legal in California, it's which is where all the, the entertainment industry is for the most part. So it's just it's become such a part of culture. It's not even counterculture anymore. It's not even yeah. it's not even a subversive drug particularly. It's it's more like you said, blending in with the norm. Uh, 
I, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, back then, whenever it wasn't legal in any state whatsoever, sure, it could be a peer pressure thing. Like, hey, we're, we're going to do this if you're yeah. cool. No, well, now they don't say it like that, mm-hmm. but it's like, hey, join us. You know, you'll make yeah. friends this way. It's not going to hurt you, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But it's especially like now, you have that in addition to it is being legalized in this state, this state, this state, with mm-hmm. each election uh, cycle that happens. And really, that could be pushing um, people to really, really pick it up. Yeah, I think it's, if anything, it's cooler to not smoke weed anymore. That's different. That's edgy. <laughs> breaking the norm. That's breaking the norm. Yeah, yeah you're in the minority. So, um, so weed's popular. Who knew? Um, <laughs> onto the shadow epidemic, which uh, includes uh, benzodiazepines, things like alprazolam, commonly known as Xanax. Okay, yeah, yeah. So a uh, big thing and uh, really just national news is the opioid epidemic. We talk about opioids and how often they're prescribed. They get into the streets, people overdose, cross-reacts with other things, and they die. But the the thing is, uh, what we've talked about already and what we'll continue to talk about in this podcast is things, uh, pills, prescription drugs that are not even classified as opioids, period. They're benzodiazepines. They're other forms of uh, pain relief or antidepressants, uh, things that can be abused to get some sort of high. So uh, we do call it a, a shadow epidemic, uh, especially with the benzodiazepines, Xanax, Valium, um, and especially in, in pop culture right now, uh, you've got rappers like, like Lil Xan. Uh, Very cool, by the way. <laughs> Unique. <laughs> right, right. And they, they just uh, glorify the, the use of uh, you know, popping pills, especially that of you know, Xanax, also known as bars. Uh, it was definitely big, you know, 10 years ago, but it's even bigger now. Yeah. So Xanax is, a basically a powerful sedative. So from what I'm aware, it just kind of knocks you out, I guess. <laughs> Makes you happier. It, I, I, I guess it really depends on the, on the yeah, dosage. Depends on the dosage. And if it's yeah. mixed with anything, how many you yeah, take, what your tolerance time. is. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a sign of the times. It, it certainly is. Uh, yeah, another thing, I mean, sign of the time, the jewel, J-U-U-L. Uh, it's like an e-cig. Uh, it's advertised to be used with uh, liquid nicotine um, as a way to wean yourself off of cigarettes. It's not really the case uh, in reality. It's uh, CBD oil is used in place of the liquid nicotine. And... Um, People do get high off of it. And the, the thing about the smoke inside the jewel, it's not like vape where it's just a really big cloud and everyone sees it and they smell it. It actually dissipates very quickly. Um, so it, it could be rather unnoticeable if someone uh, did a quick rip in the halls. So uh, vaping, just in general, seems to be pretty cool right now. <laughs> I see a lot of the teens uh, vaping around the place. Got flavored flavored uh, nicotine and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool. Very cool. Probably will turn out to be bad for you. I hear mm-hmm. a lot of people saying there's no negative health effects, but uh, they said that about asbestos. And mm-hmm. turned out asbestos was super, super bad for you, especially when inhaled. Right. So, Well, yeah, yeah. It hasn't been out for 15, 20, 25 years to where these effects have really sunken in exactly. and really shown uh, uh, symptoms exactly. from prolonged use. So we'll see. Uh, the jury is still out on vaping, but definitely cool right now. 
Anarchist Cookbook. You want to tell me about tell me about that, Alex? Yeah. So th- this is a, oh, I'm not an anarchist. I'm a realist. You're a realist. I don't, I don't know what that means. So, uh, Anarchist Cookbook is actually a very very old uh, publication um, written in the early '70s, uh, just as an act of rebellion against the U.S. being in the Vietnam War. But what was contained in this cookbook was uh, how to make homemade drugs, essentially, and how to get high off um, household sort of items, uh, uh, one one of which in particular is uh, smoking dried banana peels and, uh, and getting high off that, trying something new instead of just what's in the, what's in the pill bottle or what's in the, uh, the Jack bottle. It's Jack, by the way. And... Um, just doing something new and seeing if you can get high off of it. I, I definitely saw uh, some of some of uh, my friends do, uh, you know, anarchist cookbook sort of uh, deals where they were uh, ingesting oranges with toothpaste uh, on them, trying to get some sort of hallucinogenic uh, effect. Do and we it, test for that? Do we test for oranges covered um, in toothpaste? We we don't we don't test for it's for a, citrus. We but, to look into them. Uh, but from what I from what I saw, they didn't really react to that at all so some of these things could really be a bust but uh see if we can buy the reagents for uh toothpaste oranges <laughs> uh, but but i i gotta tell you the uh, uh another prevalent thing it still is today is the use of robitussin uh nyquil anything uh with dextromethorphan in it as an active ingredient uh is abused today and in, in high school and it was back then uh where Really, uh, someone would just consume an entire bottle and encourage that you ignore the poison control warning. Says if you take more than the uh, allowed amount, uh, call poison control immediately. They, they say just ignore that. They put that there to scare you, man. And uh, really, you you down the whole bottle and you fight off the drowsiness through the entire day, and you start hallucinating and streaming colors. And um, just found that to be very. Uh, it's just very going out of your way, really, to, to get some sort of high to where you could really put yourself in danger, especially with your liver. Uh, you're, you're bordering on the line of uh, drinking hand sanitizer. Yeah, you'll you'll get really uh, messed up off of that, but uh, you probably won't ever see again or, uh, or or live beyond that because your liver is just so damaged from uh, from that from that chemical. But very cool. Uh... <laughs> We're just trying to trying to relate it back to high high school and, and being cool. Does Logan and Paul do this? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I need to see his drug test results. Okay. Uh, ketamine. Speaking of cool, what could be cooler than uh, using a horse tranquilizer to get high? So uh, ketamine is used to tranquilize large animals such mm. as horses, um, but it does come in a powder or pill form, and uh, and people take it. People. People use it to get high, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and even even in that powder and pill form, it's not its natural form. People are taking that that liquid uh, injectable form and uh, doing some sort of evaporative uh, method and turning it into uh, a powder, which can be turned into a pill from a, there. A kind of Breaking Bad scenario. It I is in, it a, is. in a, a lab in a bathtub somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's yeah. <laughs> if you're doing it in a powder or pill form, yeah, there's a lot of other elements in that environment that it was a uh, that it was brewed up and that you probably shouldn't be ingesting on top of uh, yeah horse tranquilizer. Say nay to to ketamine. Good joke, man. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, uh, man. So let's just finish up with the uh, different types of ecstasy. 
Ecstasy's been around for uh, for a while. Nineties are back. Nineties are very cool, and uh, Ecstasy is pretty nineties. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nineties. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I'll tell you what isn't back uh, is the eighties. Uh, cocaine. I mean, sure, I'm sure people are still doing cocaine, but it's not as big as it as it used to be. Uh, definitely Ecstasy, MDMA, Molly. Uh, those are still. Um, very very big in the in the drug scene especially in uh, in high school they they have different uh, different names for these different types of ecstasy there's not just one single type they call them pink supermans uh, purple transformers blue mitsubishis sounds like a, a cartoon wouldn't you think but uh, they're actually all ecstasies all producing different highs just slightly some might be a little more spacey some might make you a little more mellow some might make you more anxious active uh however at the same time though they're all different uh they're all still very testable in a drug testing lab uh with the metabolite of mdma great that's good to know uh for all you anxious parents out there who are listening to this (laughs) so uh in summary uh udt is encouraged for uh for teenagers especially if they're using things like adderall prescribed um to make sure that they're taking it as as they've been instructed and they're not, you know, not taking it to sell or to pass out to friends because that's just not safe for anyone, uh, especially not your parents out there. Liability, lawsuits, think about that. Yeah, yeah, especially uh, with ADHD being one of the most commonly diagnosed disorders uh, nowadays with, with kids, teens, adults alike. Uh, they're all prescribed Adderall fairly freely, uh, but it, it is on the provider to... Uh, you know, check in on that patient and just see if it's being prescribed as the allowed uh, dosage uh, should be taken. And uh, if anything else is in their system, if they're drinking alcohol while they're on Adderall or if they're taking Percocets while on Adderall or combining it with Valium. Xanax. Yeah, any of those. Any sort of... Oranges. Oranges with toothpaste. Yeah, yeah. And... I'd say the the worst part of it is if the pill's not being taken, period, and could be used as a revenue source, especially around finals time, you hang out around uh, one of those college towns and you you sell it for $10 a pill. Uh, So, yeah, definitely definitely test your patients. uh, Keep them honest. And that's all from us. We'll uh, see you guys next week. Maybe. Hopefully. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah.